Welcome to part two of the Laying Foundations podcast. Part two! Part two with Ed Stelter. Uh, super excited for you guys to hear more about his story. And as we get into how do you be successful uh, as a young person in the industry coming up, having to have that grit. Stay tuned. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. I would also add to that by saying, you know, just from a foreman from one of y'all's crews, and he was talking to me about, he's like, I want to see that they're hungry. Like, I want to see that every day, no matter what task I give them, they're willing to do it, right? And he sees that, like like you said, there actually was a guy that was out that day. And so guess what? He's going to train this guy and let him get in this piece of equipment. And because he worked his butt off, and it may have been, what, months, right? But if you just keep showing up, Walker has now got this 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 time reference in my brain. He talked about it from a few podcasts ago. It's usually, what, like 90 days, Walker, that you said? Three months that someone... Yeah, three months you finally can find out if they're really a hard worker or not. So at the 90 day point, people are really looking to see, Hey, are you still willing to bust it no matter what? And so I think about that for a young person in construction. If you're willing to just, like you said, show up, ask questions, listen, go, go use the magnet and go get the nails. Cause believe it or not, Walker, that's a really important job. People will get my tires. It is an important job. <laughs> right. And so yeah. like something that you think is beneath you, I'm not saying you said that, but, you know, some, some little task like that. Like I think to, on my job site, I was picking up trash and mm-hmm. my superintendent didn't want me to. And I was like, if we want to see the change, we got to be it first. So if they see me picking up trash, maybe that will inspire them to actually do it. And also I can't just go ask someone to go pick up trash, but if you I won't do, do it myself. So I just think about that. And as a young person coming in the industry, just think about that. But Ed, talk to us a little bit about, I know you have a uh, a podcast, very similar name. Uh, it's a good name. I like it. Um, tell us about what you're doing and kind of the history behind that. I love the, the thought and we'll actually listen to a few of those today and think you're doing a great job. But just kind of tell us what you're, what you're working on. It's been so much fun. Uh, I've had a ton of fun doing it. So many years ago, one of my favorite podcasts is How I Built It. Guy yeah. Rock, he interviews, yeah, great, great podcast. For those of you that don't know, he interviews um, founders of uh, different companies, their clothing, hospitality, technology, uh, food, whatever. I- I've always become a little bit of a fanboy of any of those companies that he interviews. I'm like, I didn't know about that company. And so I learned a little bit more about it. And all of a sudden I'm buying their product or, or supporting <laughs> it or using yeah. their service. <clears throat> so. I thought it'd be cool to do one, oh, how I built Charlottesville or how I built Virginia. And as I was thinking about this years ago, there are all these characters in in the Charlottesville area that, oh man, it'd be cool to interview um, Jack Horn, Sterling Williamson, and just different folks, including the owner of our company. But last summer, uh, Jack Horn passed away. He was one of the founders of Martin Horn, uh, general contractor based in Charlottesville. Um, great company, been around for quite a while, but I always enjoyed seeing Jack Horn out on, or during pre-bids, that's typically when I'd run into him. And, you know, just sit back and just listen to him talk. And, you know, he's typically talking about different things. I remember at one pre-bid, he said, you know, you're getting old in the industry when you're going to pre-bids for new buildings and the building they got to tear down to make room for that new building is a building you built. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So, so anyway, you know, as I, as I, as I was thinking about this idea and and then Jack passed away, like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need to just get it going. And I was a little overwhelmed of 
about, you know, how do I start this? Yeah. And, and the reality is you, you just need to start. And, and I did. So I just said, okay, what the heck I did yeah. stop by. I did stop by a few contractors in town and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Would you be open to sitting down with me? And, you know, a couple of the contractors I've interviewed are com- direct competitors of ours. Uh, but you know, we're, Hey, we're all friends in the industry, but mm-hmm. in essence, foundations podcast is the name of my podcast, but I, I like to interview the founders of possible or owners or presidents of these different construction companies. And essentially uh, it's, it's, I want to hear the history and stories behind the companies that built this country and, and built the buildings and put into place the infrastructure we use every day. And my goal is to bottle these stories that may never get told because I think every contractor is so busy doing the work, which oh, is yeah. important and which we need to do. But we do a really bad job of telling our story about where we've been and where we came from. Yes, right. And each of these companies have incredibly humble, humbling beginnings. Um, they they didn't start out, you know, being a hundred million dollar a year company or five hundred million dollar a year company. They started out incredibly small with one piece of equipment or, or just a set of mules or oxen or whatever it might be, and they just started and got things going, and, yeah. and and now they are where they are today. That's incredible. That is. And what's cool about yours is that you actually go and get to sit down with them, right? I know most of your podcasts, you you go and and when we were talking, you were trying to set up some times to go and talk with a few different people in person, yeah. which is a lot different from you know from Davis and I. We don't get that. Uh, I guess being in person is kind of easier to make a smoother conversation sometimes. Because a lot of your podcasts are just very, uh, they're just enjoyable to listen to. You just feel like you're you're right there in the room with you, getting to hear these stories. And I listened to the one about Howergan Construction, uh, or is it, I saying that right? Horrigan, yeah, right. Horrigan. I always want to say Howergan. Horrigan Construction, uh, and you could just tell the passion that uh, the owner had for it. You know, yeah. like it was it was super cool to listen to, and just hear the story of like you said something that might not ever get told before davis and i have talked a lot about how can we capture uh really like the older people in the companies you know story and knowledge and wisdom and advice and be able to use that to pass it down to the younger generation coming up because you know when they lead the company that's it like they take all their knowledge with them and now you have a younger generation coming in who never met them before and also, you know, won't get to and they won't ever get to pick their brain or hear you know, right. what lessons they learned or what mistakes they made. So by you doing that, it's, you know, we applaud you. Well, I, I tell you, had I heard some of these stories when I was starting or, or after I graduated, I knew I wanted to do something in construction right when I graduated. But had I heard some of these stories, I think I would have been inspired to take a chance on myself and do something on my own. Yeah. Because I look at all these very successful companies and say, gosh, there's just no way. I mean, how do you compete against that? Or how do you, how do you get there? It's so hard. It's so daunting. Hmm. But I think I, I lack the confidence to be able to want to do that. But, you know, you, you start hearing these stories, golly day, they actually did it. And yeah. you know, it wasn't easy, but they did it. And look where they are today. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that, I mean, Walker's did it. Walker and I did it. You did it. It's just like 
I don't know what it is, but it's, I guess it's the fear of, un, of not yeah, knowing, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen, but you right. just got to take that step. I guess that's part of the entrepreneurial spirit, but stepping into the unknown and just giving it a shot and being willing to go, you know what, whether I have a success or failure. And I think that kind of comes from, you have to be really secure in yourself, right? Because if you're a very insecure person that's stepping out and being willing to fail, probably not very secure in yourself. But if you are and you're willing to fail and you're actually, you really know that what I learned from my failures is the most important part. That's mm-hmm. what I try to take from just in, in life in general, on the job site and podcast, you know, just in relationships that, all right, Davis isn't perfect. I'm far from it. I'll be the first one to say I'm going to make a mistake. And, but I'm going to get better. And I'm going to try. And I think that's really cool. And I love how you hit on the piece of um, we don't capture the stories. I think uh, Aaron Witt, mm-hmm. that, that's like the thing that he kind of puts in quotes now, but it's just like, it's so true of uh, just not only the knowledge of the founders that Walker's talking about, but just on a daily basis on the job site, there's so much knowledge that we could capture from the people that are in there that are going to leave the, the tradesmen in, mm-hmm. like the ones that have the experience that we need desperately. We need those gray hairs in this next generation and them to partner up together. And so kind of talk about, talk about that in, in a way of, you know, what do you think is a good way for a young person to approach a veteran? Um, how do they do that without coming off that they know everything, even though we don't? So there's a humility aspect, I think, to that. But what are some takes you have on that? Yeah, walking up to somebody and saying, will you be my mentor is a little creepy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed, will you be my mentor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, can't say that I've ever had a direct mentor, but if I do look back on my life and I've had a lot of people that have entered my life and I've got bits and pieces of knowledge from them or advice from them. Uh, you know, certainly my dad, I would say was probably my biggest mentor, but that's awesome. But there, there hasn't been any, any single person or, or handful of persons that I would say were my mentors. Yeah. Um, but I think what, what people need to do is just, be inquisitive, be curious and, and ask the questions to say, Hey, I don't, I don't really understand this. How would you do this? Or I'm thinking about doing it this way. Do you think this is right? Hmm. I, and, and I think as, as a young person, you know, if you do show some vulnerability and you, you, you are inquisitive, you know, people like to tell you what they know. And these gray hairs, I think you, you hit the nail on the head about the gray hairs. There seems to be a, of exodus of them in the industry of course i guess i'm starting to get a little bit of gray hair myself but <laughs> but that <clears throat> they just carry around so much knowledge and wisdom and if you approach them and ask them they're willing to tell you yeah right i think that i mean too, you think about that like i remember being a knucklehead and didn't want to hear it but hear from <laughs> that but you know you just got to get to a point in your life and ultimately i think that was me uh in my faith but we don't have to get into that but just you know, there's a point in my life where I didn't want to listen to anybody and I thought I knew the, knew the way. And man, I, I just learned, not, not quickly, I was going to say quickly, I'd learned the hard way of, man, I just kept pushing people away and I didn't have successful relationships. And I wonder why, you know, I just constantly would never listen to people's advice. And what I've learned from this, and my aunt taught me this, but whenever you go and ask for advice, that's fine. Like, 
allow someone to speak into your life, but ultimately you're the one that gets to discern the information, but you need to be open and allow that person because you ask the question, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to be open and willing to listen to them, take the feedback, don't give them any type of, you know, lashing or harsh words that you think you should give them if you didn't exactly hear what you wanted to go take that chew on a little bit think about it internalize it and then really start to grasp what that means and if you like it if you think it was good then apply it to your life if not just keep walking i mean that and just if we approached it that way instead of i just think the world is so quick to point fingers and blame and not willing open to receive there's times that Walker challenges me. I don't want to hear it, but I need to, right? There's times that I challenge him. He doesn't want to hear it, but that's a part of a relationship. And man, it's so worth having the people around you that you actually know they can speak the truth to you and they know that, hey, I still love you for it, right? And so we need that construction, more people that are willing to be vulnerable and be willing to take the next step. And so, um, Ed, whenever you think about that, you said, you know, it's interesting. You said you never really had a mentor in your life, but what are some of the things that you have learned from those people that just kind of stuck with you and helped you in your construction journey. I know um, there's a couple of things that come to mind. The, the owner of our company, I, I kind of would consider him a little bit of a mentor of mine mm-hmm. too, because I've asked him and I've got some really good advice. Um, young and hard-headed early on in the business, I saw a lot of people that I felt as though were taking liberties, maybe that they shouldn't be, you know, taking off more time and you know, here I am, a young guy, ambitious, you know, wanting to work hard and prove myself. And then they're they're leaving. They're gone out of the office. Who knows where? Mm-hmm. And I was worrying about them all the time. And this isn't fair. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with him about it one time. And he said, you know what? He said, you don't need to worry about them. He said, you don't think I don't notice that? Because I, I see what's happening. He said, but what you need to do is focus on being that shining star. And, you know, stand out above, you know, you, you, you reach for that golden ring and you be that shining star and you will be noticed. And I think, you know, like we talked earlier about using the magnet and picking up those daggone nails in the parking lot, you know, be that shining star and do the best dang job picking up those nails you can. That's good. And, you know, and a couple other things, it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, just don't make the same one twice. Don't run the backhoe into a car um, <laughs> again. Twice. We, we talk about that a lot around our office. <laughs> you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Just don't make the same ones twice. And and yep. then also uh, the owner of our company did say to me one time, he said, you, you know, you need to give your guys rope because I, I tend to be a perfectionist. If you look at my disc profile, I'm a perfectionist. And I, I had to go through every estimate with a fine tooth comb and say, well, I wouldn't have a half a backhoe in here. I'd put a, I'd put three quarters of one and I would change this unskilled laborer to a skilled laborer or whatever, you know, just little minor tweaks at the end of the day, it didn't make that big of a difference in an estimate. And I can't go behind everybody and check everything. It is, yeah. it is virtually impossible. So he said, you know, you need to give them rope. They're going to fall on their face, but you know, if, if they continue to fall on their face and they're not performing, then, you know, it's time for them to yeah. go. But again, just l- allowing people to make mistakes and, you know, help help them learn from those so they don't do them again. It's it's giving them permission to fail so that they, you know, because I feel like what a lot of companies or a lot of managers make the mistake of 
is that they kind of instill this fear of failure failure among their the people who who are working underneath them you know it's like well if, if you if you make this mistake it's going to cost a lot of money or it's going to you know cost someone have to do rework or it's going to and it, it might but at the end of the day how are you going to know that if you don't make it or if you don't at least learn from a mistake that someone else made davis and i are big proponents of you can accelerate your your career but you can accelerate your knowledge by just as davis's aunt would say listen learn and leave with questions right you go out there and you were talking about it earlier ask questions learn about why they're doing something so that you you can fully understand because if you if you know the why then you're ahead of the game a lot of people mm-hmm. go out there a lot just of people go out there right. and they just do it they don't ask questions they'll go out there and they'll weld this this you know pipe and they'll weld another pipe and they'll weld another pipe but i was talking to one of my uh foreman and he said that's what i used to do i used to go out there and i would just weld pipe together and i did that for years and it wasn't until i want i wanted to know the system i wanted to know why we're putting this pipe here what does that lead to what is like what does this cost to do and so he started asking that question and he started learning about the entire mechanical system. And now he's, you know, he's running the job as a foreman and he, and he he's, he's super smart. He knows the entire system. You can ask him any question, but it's because he started going and wanting to know the full reason behind it, you know? Right. And, and so it's teaching that, that curiosity, not everyone has it, but you only get that curiosity after failure after learning after making mistakes and realize, realizing what not to do and why you need to do it better uh sure, sure. Well, I, th- I think one other thing on this topic too is that when you are a leader whether you're a foreman or superintendent or project manager or president whatever you can never ever if somebody comes to you with a question or a safety concern you know you can't laugh at it and dismiss it or whatever I mean, especially a safety concern. It, that's yeah. always a fear of mine that a, somebody brings a safety concern to you and it's like, oh my God, you're, this is ridiculous. Ha ha ha. It, it, that person will never bring that safety concern to you again. Or, you know, if they're asking you a question, they're not going to ask you a question again because they're going to, you've made them feel stupid. And, and then what you're doing is you're not building your bench. Going back to giving people rope, like I think about, you know, there's been people in my life that, have the micromanagement tendency and i've seen that as a leader that does that it makes people more dependent on you right and so you're not allowing so if walker's my leader and he micromanages me and i have to keep coming to him to get everything cleared i'm not really learning anyway if i like there's a there's a difference in asking questions and really understanding because if I continue to have to go back and get it clear by Walker, get it clear by Walker, get it clear, then I'm not really understanding it. But if he allows me to have that rope and mess up and man, I messed up, but Hey, now I know why I'm not doing that again. I'm not going to repeat that twice. (laughs) Um, I think about that. Like to the people that, and I'm one of them, I'm very uh, analytical and Walker knows that, but you know, I have to be willing to, to, to give that rope, and allow other people to go and make the mistake and just be willing to help and to coach and to learn and to teach. Um, so, Ed, I know we, uh, we're getting close to the end of our time. I appreciate you being willing to, to spend the time you have with us. But, you know, the final two questions we always ask, um, if you were going to encourage someone to come into the construction industry, what do you think some of the qualities they should have? Uh, grit, hustle, curiosity, you know, 
those are the those are the big ones for me. Uh, I am okay. one. I'm I'm somebody that does not. If if somebody ever said, well, that's not in my job description. I, I don't want them on my job. Yeah. You know, that. be willing to do whatever task you're given because you will be noticed. So that's good. That's good. I think uh, one of those really. I mean, you need the hustle and curiosity, but a big thing about our generation, they need some grit. They need some time to just suck it up, buttercup, and just get after it. And I'm, I'm the the first one to admit that I need more of this. You know, there's things that I don't want to do all the time. I'm like, okay, I just got to go do it, Dave. Just, just well, no, I think, too, yeah, yeah, I mean, to that point, I mean, be, be really patient. Right? Um, yeah, right. Don't, don't expect you're going to be president of the company next week. Exactly. Uh, it, it takes time. Yeah. I will tell you, you know, I've been in this business. I've been with Falconer for almost 27 years now, but it's been interesting for me over the years. I've the people that I've met down at the bottom, we've all come up together, and it, it's it's been in in different, I guess, sectors of our industry or work or with different general contractors or different owners. It's been cool to kind of come up together as as a kind of equally as been interesting so yeah but just be patient i mean that's that's easier said than done oh i know because uh we are not patient i can tell you that but it's but you're right though you know and it's it's the uh i I like hitting home on one don't just do any task you can but you know you never know when someone's watching and i and in my head all all those tasks doing the even picking up trash or going to go you know get the the uh, board stretcher or whatever, you know, you have a good attitude about it, but at the end of the day, it's all a mindset thing. You know, it's, you could go out there and complain about it and say, Oh man, I hate this. Go, you know, go kick rocks. I don't want to do this anymore. Or you could say, you know what? I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do the best job that I can with it right now. Because like I said earlier, you, you don't know when someone's watching like ever. You know, someone could be behind the corner over there and, and the one moment that you do it wrong or you cut a corner, like that's the one thing that they see. So if you can practice the art of just doing it right and doing it right every time, then it's crazy how fast you will succeed. Yeah, I mean, it, that even flows down to you You never know who's driving by your job site. Yeah. Um, if you're yelling at one of your, form, your, your, your laborers, if you're a foreman, you know, you never know. The owner of the project could be driving by, and oof, that that just doesn't yeah doesn't look good at the end of no. the day. Right. So, Ed, going on our last question, you know, being in an industry like you have and, and getting all these different experiences, what would you go back and tell your twenty-year-old self? Um, I'd say be sure you sur- surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. Um, That's good. Take a chance and go for it. Uh, you know, the older you get, the more responsibility you have. You know, you're you're you become responsible in some cases for other lives, children. Uh, it's much much harder to take a chance on yourself at that at that point. But uh, you know, bottom line is, like I said before, I, I think had I heard some of these stories that I hear now, I probably would have taken a chance on myself. And would have gone awesome. for it. So, mm. so I'd say go for it. Cool. I like it, Ed. Thank you so much, man. This is awesome getting to talk to you again. Uh, hopefully, we can connect uh, up in Charlottesville soon. Definitely. But, well, well, Davis and Walker, you guys, 
um, your energy and enthusiasm behind what you're doing is is contagious. I, I admire you guys for doing what you're doing. It's so awesome. And just thank you for being a bright spot in the construction industry. And I, I'm confident you guys are motivating and inspiring people to the industry and making sure they stay in the industry. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you I don't know how much it. that means to us. I appreciate yeah. you saying that, Ed. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep up foundations because it, it's right. it's awesome. And for those of you out there who hasn't checked it out, go check it out. It, it's super cool to hear the backstory of all these incredible companies. Uh, but Ed, again, thank you so much and I hope you have a great night. Thank you. You too. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Lane Foundations podcast. We're extremely thankful for each and every listener who takes the time to listen to us. If you've received any value out of the show, we would love to hear from you. Specifically, we want to hear your questions. As you know, questions are something we really believe in. So if there's ever been a thought you can't quite figure out, or if there's an answer that you've been searching for, feel free to email us, and we will field the question live on the podcast, and you will get the shout out. The way you can do that is in our show notes. Our email address is contact at laying-foundations.com. Also, if you haven't heard, we're now releasing a newsletter every Saturday morning where we're talking about important lessons learned Walker and I have gone through construction while pairing it with the emotional intelligence side of construction of how do I understand and how should I lead people? There's a link to that as well as the show notes to sign up for our newsletter. Lastly, we just want to say thank you. Your support is the reason why we've done this and the reason we've continued to, to put out content. We hope that our message is, is hitting the heart to the people, and you're the reason we do that. So if there's any way that Walker and I can continue to serve you, please reach out to us at contact at laying We'll see you next time.